Welcome back, everyone, to Tunnel Vision Talk. I know you're noticing something different. We actually have backgrounds behind us now. You know, we got the custom Tunnel Vision Talk logo. You know, it's been a thumbnail on like all of our YouTube videos because I'm too lazy to make it anything else. Like, uh, right. we got <laughs> Julio Jones, best <laughs> offense in the league. Um, yeah, quote TD Barrett on that one. So, Speaking of that, we are going to be talking about the big Julio Jones news. Julio to the Titans. You know, um, I mean, even as Titans fans ourselves, we we weren't sure that it was going to happen the whole time. So definitely glad it happened. And then after that, we're going to be ranking six trios, six of what we would say are the top trios in the NFL, the new Titans trio included. It doesn't have to include quarterback either. It can be two receivers and a running back, a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a running back, quarterback, two receivers. You'll get the point when we get into it. So let's jump right into this Julio Jones news. So obviously on, what was it, Monday, Sunday? It was Sunday. Uh, Sunday morning. Morning, yeah. Yeah, Sunday morning. We get the notification, breaking news. Falcons trade Julio Jones to the Titans. For a second-round pick this year, it's a conditional fourth-round pick in 2023. And then the Titans also received a 2023 sixth-round pick, which, I mean, that's a that's a steal for who, when healthy, is a top-five receiver, in my opinion, still. I just feel like last year was kind of it, – it didn't make him look very good, which I feel like is why our, our price to get him wasn't as high as – what the Falcons wanted it to be with the first round pick that they wanted. So let's first talk about what this means for the Falcons offense. They obviously drafted Pitts in the draft. And I heard some of the reason that Julio wanted out was because of Kyle Pitts. Like that just added to him wanting to leave, you know, like right. you just drafted your next generation pass catcher. I don't really want to be here. Um, send me to a team where I can shine as bright as I was in Atlanta. And that, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because for a, for a top receiver like that, you don't want all of the guys around him that are still going to get big targets. I mean, especially you're, you're gaining an age. It's like you, you, you would rather catch more balls and be more active in your late years up to your retirement. I mean, you don't want these young guys coming in stealing the spotlight from you, which I think is kind of why he went in, came to us. Or why he would like to come, why he would wanted to come to us in the first place is because, I mean, he has no competition here other than AJ, really. So it's good for those just to be the top two guys, like it was with him and Ridley. He, they bring in a Kyle Pitts, and it's like, well, you got a big old, another big pass catcher, so I want out, which makes sense. It's good for him to get out of there. Um, and I know he has respect for Atlanta. That's not saying anything bad about Atlanta. They need to prepare for the future. That's fine. Um, part of the future is getting rid of your older players. So it is what it is. Not that I think the price was right for them. I think they definitely could have got more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it, it makes sense for him to get out um, when he did. Yeah. I mean, what we were thinking is that the Titans are going to get, get it, going to give the Falcons a second round pick and a player like Rashawn Evans mm-hmm. so they could help their defense out a little more. But it turns out we're only giving them a second and a fourth next year, not even in 2022, but 2023. I mean, like I'm gonna be a freshman in college by then, so I mean that's a that's a long time out. 
So well, and the second, the second round pick is next year. Yeah, the second round pick is in 2022. Yeah. But for the Falcons offense, I mean, it, it wasn't really their offense last year that was the issue. It was more their defense. So, I mean, you still have Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. I mean, Matt Ryan old. They're going to need a new quarterback soon. Um, you have Hayden Hurst at tight end. Russell Gage isn't horrible. So, I mean, he's not Julio Jones. But uh, Mike Davis is there. He's – I think he's going to shine this year. You know, he, he, he showed last year filling in for CMC that, one, running backs aren't as valuable when they're just pass catchers. Um, it's different when you have a guy like Derrick Henry who our offense is about him carrying the load, play action game, et cetera. So I think I think Mike Evans – or not Mike Evans – Mike Davis will have a, a nice season in Atlanta, probably around 1,200 all-purpose yards. And for the Titans, now, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, uh, cool, you have a top-five offense, but a uh, bottom-tier defense. Um, you know, it's true. We have a lot of unproven guys at mm-hmm. cornerback. Um, we have Janoris Jenkins, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, Christian Fulton, you know, um, Janoris Jenkins has been referred to as burnt toast before, but uh, what if you remember Xavier Rhodes also referred to as burnt toast when the Colts yeah, signed him? Yeah, new team. Yeah. yeah. And so, now he's a stud, actually a stud. Yeah, so, so we're we're looking for Janoris to have that same sort of resurgence here in Tennessee, help these young guys really just learn how to play NFL football. Yep. Not college anymore, but um, with, Caleb, with Caleb Farley's speed, Elijah Molden's slot abilities, and Christian Fulton's ability, I mean, people forget it because he was injured last year how good of a player he really can be. And I just think that um, – I think that the first couple weeks, I, I think they're going to be rough. I mean, we're, we're facing a great receiving core with Arizona in the first week. We got DeAndre Hopkins. We got – um. AJ Green, I mean, he's not what he used to be, but he got a lockdown though. Yeah, I mean, Andy Isabella, Rondale Moore, uh, I mean, they got a good group of receivers. Christian Kirk over there, uh, Kyler Murray at quarterback. Really, like, we don't want really have anyone secondary either, other than like, I mean, anyone that can match up with those guys. I mean, you've got two tall guys, big guys mm-hmm. on the outside in Arizona with AJ Green and, and DeAndre Hopkins, and like you said. Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore in the slot. It, it is going to be tough. Um, and it's not even just them. Just anyone yeah. with bigger. Our guys that we do have, talent or not, are, aren't very big guys, tall guys. So we're going to have to have someone step up to uh, be that. I, I don't know who it's going <clears> to <throat> Sorry. I don't know who it's going to be. But uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that Caleb Farley can show, one, he can stay healthy. And – Two, that he can really just clutch up in a big spot like that against a big-time receiver like a DeAndre Hopkins because yeah. we're going to be playing those big-time receivers all season long. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, we got the Seahawks this year. We got the Rams with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup going to be a good matchup for Elijah Molden. Um, we play the 49ers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk over there. Mm-hmm. Um Jaguars, DJ Chark, big receiver that has speed. It, I mean, it's going to be all in the rookies. Big too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
It's going to be up to the safeties a little bit too. Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard, they're going to have to step up, help those young guys out because they're going to need the help Brady over Breeze, the top. Brady Breeze is back there. They got to help him out too. Mm-hmm. So. so, but for the Titans offense, back to back to the Julio Jones part of this podcast. Julio just adds a completely n- new dimension to this offense. I mean, last year it was A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. We did have Johnny Smith last year, big part of the offense, you know, big body tight end with a lot of speed. I'm definitely going to miss that this year. Um, but Anthony Ferkser does the job well, has good hands, good blocker. Julio Jones, speed, route running, can block, which is what all of our receivers are known to do because we have Derrick Henry there. He's right. a, a go-up-and-get-it get type receiver. If Ryan throws up a ball, I guarantee you Julio's going to catch it in one-on-one coverage. I mean, with him on the other side of A.J. Brown, we've talked about it a little bit off camera. But, I mean, one guy has a big game week one. Say A.J. has the second-best cornerback from the Cardinals week one. He goes off. And then the next game we play, they put their cornerback number one on A.J., leave Julio to the cornerback number two. Julio goes off. And then it just keeps going until we play a team who has good corners. And then guess what? We got big man Terrick Henry running the football. He and it's goes also on. the fact of like you're gonna see it get to the point where teams realize they're gonna have to double them eventually. Mm-hmm. Both of them. I mean you, you know? can't you can't double both of them without leaving Derrick Henry some running room. Which is what I'm saying. It's either that or we've still got I mean, if you're in the NFL, you can catch a ball. So you yeah. double-team two receivers, you're going to have I mean, one either down the field or just five yards every single time. Yeah, I mean, Josh Reynolds, n- new guy. That's what He's I'm tall. Like, like, any of our guys can do that. It's just mm-hmm. those two big names are the ones that are going to stand out to you. Once they get locked down, we still can pound the ball. Like, we have so many opportunities this year with a new, with a new offensive coordinator – it's going to be different to see how he runs things. Um, I know he's been in the system, so I know he'll keep most of it the same. But I'm just saying, man, it, it's it, it's going to be different. Yeah, I mean, you look at our draft pick. Um, Desix Patrick out of Louisville, he can make plays. Yeah. I was watching a little bit of his highlights earlier this week. And, I mean, he's a, he's a type of guy that can go up and get it. He's got a little bit of speed. I mean, high 4-4, but, I mean – Justin Jefferson runs the same thing, and right. look at him, explosive receiver. Mm-hmm. We have Racy McMath. He's a fast guy, um, probably going to be a special teamer. Yeah. But, I mean, if he can show something, I mean, he's going to be in single coverage a lot because right. when, when we have the mammoths of receivers on the same team. It's just like you see those guys, those bigger guys that we drafted that are going to be – that, you know, I, I doubt the Titans realize, you know, shoot, we are in the running for Julio Jones big time. Mm-hmm. They went, got two big body receivers, and yeah. now we're like, man, I mean, we could have got somebody little that can just, you know, run down the field, you know. Um, but same time, like you're saying, they're going to be in single coverage yeah. all season. So it's like, you know, put them on an hour out, put them on a curl, put them on something and let them go get the ball. Like, just just to, just to put it up there. Um so it just adds to the fact of 
there's a lot of options this season. Um, and really, if you look at any of the teams that got Julio or that were in the running for Julio, if any of us would have got like whoever would have got him in those, I mean Seahawks, Seahawks would have got him. That would have been nasty. Yeah. Um, him and DK and Tyler Lockett, Patriots, meh. But like anyway, yeah. quarterback play. Rams, Rams would have been disgusting with that trio. Um, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and yeah. Julio. Forty Niners. Yeah, just any of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so glad to have him um, at the price. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, it it's gonna help everyone around him get better because he's the type of guy in practice that's going to be. Let's get some extra reps in. Let's get this extra work so we can be the best team we can be in the games. You know, um, I was reading a quote that he said. And it said, yeah, all this talk about us having the best offense at the league is great, but until we put in this work, right. we're going we're to have to work to be what everyone's saying. Like, what's on paper doesn't matter anymore. It's all about what's going to happen this year. I mean, that's the mentality that I love to see because it's going to help all the young guys out. Um, guys like Ryan Tannehill are going to benefit from that because you got a guy who's willing to work with you. He's going to want to be – the best receiver he can be for you. So I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I also, mean, I would like to put in, before we move on to the next segment, I would like to put in that if you think about it, we could very well have, if all healthy, somewhat of a three-headed monster in the backfield. I know Henry gets most of them, but Therrington Evans can explode mm-hmm. if he's healthy. We really didn't see him much last year. And we got – um. Brian Hill. So if they're all healthy, they're all going to, I mean, Brian Hill, Darrington will probably be mostly special teams like it was last year. But yeah. if we can get them going, it's just two of them, um, Henry and one of the other ones, I honestly think we could pound that one game, just like whoever we play that has really good corners. Um, I seriously think people forget we also got Dylan Redunds in the draft. Yeah. So, you've got run left and run right, uh, if you can establish And it. run right up the middle with Ben and Jones. Run, and, and just run the ball. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's another hat that says, um, you know, run the expletive ball. So, I think I think we're going to be just fine. And I think we have nothing to worry about. Like Julio says, put in the work and, and, and we'll be okay. I mean, even on defense, you look at our front seven – we got Danico Autry, new edition. We got right. Bud Dupree, new edition. I feel like people are forgetting who we got up front. I mean, yeah, yeah. secondary is a thing. It was before all the big news was happening and everything, and everyone just kind of like pushed it away and kind of thought about all this now. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. look at the draft. Look at who we got before the draft. Look at, like, yeah. look what we've done. Um, don't just think, oh, we were bad last season, you know? Like, our defense has really gotten better, and everyone just overlooks it. Yeah. I mean, we we have Jayon, Rashawn, Monty Rice, David Long, at, all at linebacker that can play an outstanding job any game. Um, Jeffrey Simmons up front, beast. We haven't really seen him max out his full potential yet. I think this year's probably going to be his breakout year. I'm yeah, looking yeah, for seven or eight sacks, good amount of tackles for loss. Yeah, I think this year's going to be it for him. I'm not it for him, but this will be his breakout year mm-hmm. if it's going to be any. Because, I mean, you look at Bud Debris, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Harold Landry are our front four. Yeah. 
I mean, that's 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 saying something. Like, when you look at what we had last year, an injured Jadeveon, Harold was our only pass rusher. Yeah, Harold was trying to do everything by himself. And and he did a decent job, if I'm being quite honest. By himself, mm-hmm. yes, he did. Um, Jeffrey can still stuff stuff the run. Rajon can stuff the run. We're fine, run. It's just, can, can the pass rush get there fast enough to help out our corners? Yeah. Once they once our corners develop, we are oh we're 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 cruising. Mm-hmm. So, all right, yeah. So, so moving on into our next segment, um, we have six, like you said, trios, um, offensive trios around the league. Um, shout out to I think it was was it Pro Football, Pro Football Focus, Focus, yeah, Pro Football. Focus. No free shout outs. Um, no free shout outs, but. Shout out. Um, uh, so got this off their Instagram. Um, so we got six trios. Should I just go ahead and name them all six and then we rank them? Or should we just do one by one? I, I, say, I say we rank them. Just go ahead. Um, I, I think we're going to have pretty much the same list. So okay. I say we go from six to first. Okay. Well, I would right. like to um, also down to 6%. So, uh, also, this list is with no uncertainties. The, the Packers trio is on here. We're, we're going with Rodgers and Green Bay, obviously. Right. So, I'll have yeah, you started us off. For all of them. So, for number six, I have uh, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, mainly because there's no running back in here. Tyler Lockett isn't that big play receiver that you think is going to help them be one of those top trios in the league. So that's why he's six for me. I feel like that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, and, and you if you're a Seahawks fan, you're gonna look at this and say, Oh man, we're last on the list. No, you're you're six out of no, thirty-two. You're, you're six in the league on the list, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're on this list, congratulations to you. Right, right. Um Come, coming uh, in. So hold on, let me let me expand on the Seahawks a little more. Yeah, for me, uh I, I think DK Metcalf is probably a, a top five overrated receiver for the NFL. I mean, yes, he's a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. Overrated does not mean that they're bad. It just means people are saying he's better than Terry McLaurin and A.J. Brown. I don't think he is. He's he's a one-dimensional. Guys like Jalen Ramsey, who are amazing corners, are locking him down because he has no agility, really. Um, obviously, if you throw a ball up for him, he's – Probably going to go get it, but a, like a, a go route is one of his only strengths mm-hmm. because of his speed and size. So that that's why we have them at number six. If, yeah. if DK had more of a big playability, then I would have him higher. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and say five. Um, All right. Okay. Number five for me, it's going to be probably – I would say the Buccaneers trio of Brady, Evans, and Godwin. No disrespect to them because they they I almost put them a little higher than I did, but just because Brady is still 43, right. um, Chris Godwin kind of didn't have the season that people would have liked him to, like a fantasy owner like myself. Um, it was kind of putting up lackluster numbers for me. Uh, Mike Evans, still amazing receiver, has a thousand yards in like all of his seasons in the NFL. Uh, yeah, so, I actually think that's yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's again top five trio in the league, just not better than what we have here. Right. So, um, on to number four. Yeah, so four for me is also Brady Gronk and Godwin. Gronk, Brady Evans and Godwin. Um, but I w- I want to in- include my four so I can describe why I have five and four because I feel like five and four you could kind of flop. I have mm-hmm. Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson. That's what I was gonna flop them with. Yeah, so I feel like those are kind of interchangeable. Um, had they have a superstar quarterback, you take out. Honestly, you could. I, I think you take out Dalvin Cook because those two receivers are top three, I believe, in the league as a wide receiver duo. Yeah. Um, I think if they had like that top tier quarterback, they're up there. Um. But yeah, I feel like I feel like with age, you have to put the younger guys in front. How old is Thielen, by the way? He's older. Uh, I I want to say he's about twenty nine. He was. I'll look that he up. He was still. He was in the league when they the Vikings were still at their old stadium. I know that. Thirty. He's gonna turn thirty one before the season. Yeah. So I know he's older. But you still got Jefferson. You still got Dalvin Cook. They're both younger guys. Um, so yeah, that's why they're four for me, mainly solely on age. Um, and also I believe that they're better as a duo than Evans and Godwin, I believe. Yeah. I think, I think they complement each other better. I would have them like just behind, um, I would have Evans and Godwin like just behind him, but yeah, uh, you have them at four too, right? Yeah. Very, very close. Um, I, I like what Cook can do out of the backfield. He can run it. And he can catch the ball too. Jefferson, I think, is going to be, um, I think it's going to be between him and AJ Brown in the next five years for who's going to be the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe sprinkle in like one of these new guys that came out of this draft, like Jamar Chase or a Devontae Smith, maybe Jalen Waddle too. Yeah. But I think it's going to be between, uh, group about three including AJ and Justin Jefferson for who's going to be the best in the next few years so number three um I'm gonna have to go with do you have a clear-cut three yeah all right I'll let you go I I'm gonna go with the Packers trio um Rogers uh Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones it's it's really just because of Aaron Jones. Yeah. I don't believe he is. I mean, as I mean, he's definitely not as good as Derrick Henry. He's not Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he could carry that load as good as other running backs can. I mean, um, still, still, I would say like top top six. I would give him like ish. top six, top seven. Um, Actually, yes, wait, there's I, a, there's a lot of good running backs in the league. Yeah. Well, I just think that that he has to, he's bringing them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams, clear-cut best receiver in the league, in my opinion, as of last year. Yeah. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Rodgers, top two, thing on your list. Um, so, yeah, but I think Aaron Jones bring him down, especially when you look at the top two um, trios on my list. Yeah. You'll kind of understand it. Yeah, so same thing for me. I mean, you do have the reigning MVP. You got Devontae Adams, who's in the conversation for offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Just Aaron Jones, I mean, uh, I mean, he was just splitting the load a lot. He wasn't like 
a Nick Chubb who could carry the load a whole game, a Derrick Henry, a Christian McCaffrey, Kamara. You know, he, he's just not a top-tier back. Um, I mean, if he was, then they would be in the conversation for number one. But going on to number two, we have the Chiefs trio of Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Now, this is number two strictly because it's they're, – they're just a one-dimensional offense. Like, they, they have to pass the ball. Like, if they had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a top-tier back, like, say you subbed out Kelsey with CMC, this would be a number one. Or a Kamara. Even, even if you had a guy just like Saquon. Chubb. Yeah, or Chubb. That would put him at number one. But I, I do love the connection between Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. They, again, kind of what we were saying with Godwin and Evans, Hill and Kelsey complement each other. Hill has the speed and the agility and the route running, and Kelsey has the, I'm going to go up and get this football. Let me bulldoze some guys on my way to the end zone. Mahomes has the, let me throw it as far as I can, and I know Tyreek will burn everyone. Right. So still a great trio, number two in the league. And it, it was honestly probably number one until – our number one came around. Well, I, I should say our number two came around. I uh, I don't. I have at two. I have Julio, AJ, and Henry. Um, number one is Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. I I think you can't get better than the connection, like you said, that they had, that they or that they have. I feel like it doesn't really get better than that. And I see the reason to flip and put Julio and AJ and Henry up there because of, you know, the running back standpoint and what a running back does for you with opening up the pass game. But I seriously just think you can't beat what Mahomes can do with Julio or with uh, Tyreek and Kelsey. Um, yeah, you covered that, though. Um, if you want to talk about Julio and AJ and Henry, I just I, – I think – I think you – with what they can each do, I think you have to put them at one. So, Yeah, so for me, I have the Titans at number one. I mean, just the trio with Henry, Brown, and Jones, this to me is, is bully ball. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. What you doing with that cup, dude? You're going to lose our sponsorship. What? No. Easy there, man. No free shout-outs, Taco Bell. Come on, man. So, I mean – just, just with the size of our offense and just these three guys, you got Julio Jones, what, like 6'3", 2'12". You got AJ, 6'2", you got Derrick Henry, 6'3", 247. I mean, yeah. and these are all three guys that are going to bully a defense into not wanting to play the sport anymore. I mean, fourth quarter is going to be the Titans' time this year. Especially, Derrick Henry's been doing it his whole career. Second half has always been when he has feasted. Julio Jones has honestly just bullied people all game. And there's that one clip of him just mossing a Patriots cornerback, which is Malcolm Butler, week one matchup. (laughs) So, and that's their best, he's their best corner, by the way. Yeah. I mean, Byron Byron Murphy's a slot. So that's why he is, unfortunately for them, their best. 
And then A.J. Brown, we saw that last year. Yards after the catch were his specialty. He can go, he can he can put on some moves a little. And to me, I just think that because we have a strong running game, that's why I put us at number one. Um, obviously, we got we got a little bit of the Titans bias, but you know, this is gonna come with our podcast right. former name being Titans Tunnel Vision. You know, but that that closes out the list for me. Yeah. So, um, apologies for the late upload on this one. You know, we had some things going on. I, I got work a little during the week. I know you have things going on, like sports. Yeah. So, we're going to get back on our Monday uploads starting next week again. Um, with this Julio trade finalized, we are in the period of not knowing what to talk about. So... We could start making record predictions because most of all the good free agents have signed. Yeah. It's just a struggle to have to like keep track of what team is beating who. Mm -hmm. So I would probably have to make like a master schedule and like who's beating who. Right. It would take take us a while. So we'll, we'll start that. We have to sit down and, you know. Yeah. Do it together so we don't have conflicting. If you want to do that. Yeah, that would, that would start up around either the podcast on the 21st or the 28th. Um, next week, we'll probably have casual podcasts, maybe another list like this. It's always a lot of fun for us to do lists like that. We might do another redraft. You guys love that. So yeah. we'll be sure to come out with the banger for you next week. But until then, stay safe out there. Um yeah. That's about all I got, so peace out. Peace.